illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother of the Beach. Beach, how are you doing today? Billy, I'm just living the dream. Nice. I mowed mowed the uh, mowed the vineyard yesterday, and uh, I got a huge squirrel problem. But Uh-oh. that's that's a, yeah. Oh my god, so many nuts they buried. Really? Oh my god. Like I I rake over the flower beds, and then the next day it's just ravaged where they just dig looking for their nuts. Yeah, I got the same damn thing. My neighbor behind me feeds yes, they- feeds the damn things. Same damn thing when you uh, jump in cold water, you can't find your nuts? Yeah. No, they, they they feed the damn things behind me, and then they come over to my yard and freaking bury the damn things. Well, my, my neighbor used to be really good at shooting them with pellet guns, but I don't think he's been keeping the pot. Because all they do is bury their nuts and screw. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all they do. Bury I mean, their nuts, then bury their nuts. Yeah, exactly. The gophers and the moles do the same thing. So, eat and screw. Yep. So, Yeah. I guess I guess there's a lot of people in life that do that too. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, my taxes keep going up and up. Exactly. Um, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, and anything else we find fun and interesting every week. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any other podcatchers. If you want to get in touch with us, HeinerTailgator gmail.com at HeinerTailgator on Twitter or HeinerTailgator on Facebook. All right, Beach, probably going to be a short show today, but I wanted to put a second show out for the month of April. May, May might be a little difficult because I'm going to be gone a lot. Well, and we're kind of running out here at the end of the uh, the season for uh, sporting events here in uh, in, in Beaver Athletics. We're, we're, yeah, because spring, spring is almost over, isn't it? Yep, 
Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I mean, school's over in less than two months, so a month and a half. So the the main seasons will be ending up here by Labor Day, so just a month away. I mean, not Labor Day, it's Memorial Day. Crazy to think we're in spring because we have not had any spring weather as of yet. No, it's been crap. It just rains. My my grapes haven't even bloomed yet. They they haven't even. I don't even have a leaf on them yet. Yeah, I've got a couple so, of trees that have nothing. Yeah, I was worried a couple of them might have died. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, Beach, let's uh, talk a little bit of Beaver Sports News. Okay. Um, first bit of news actually is kind of uh, concerning, and it just has to do with the athletic department. I don't know if you heard this, but Oregon State Athletic Director Scott Barnes was hospitalized in stable condition Sunday after experiencing what the school called a medical event while attending an awards ceremony at Fresno State University on Saturday night. Wow. Now, Barnes, who's 60, was attending a banquet and reception in Fresno on Saturday. Um, He played college basketball at Fresno State in the 80s and was set to be honored as part of the event held on campus at the Student Union. His wife, Jody, and their two adult children were were with him per a source. Now, Barnes was set to receive the Top Dog Award, recognizing a select group of alumni who have made significant contributions to society and whose accomplishments, affiliations, and careers have honored Fresno State. Now, according to the source, Barnes had what appeared to be a heart-related incident shortly after the first award recipient of the evening was honored. Event organizers called 911, cleared the room and the OSU athletic director left in an ambulance while getting medical attention. Now Barnes was hired. I didn't even hear about this. Yeah. Barnes was hired at OSU in 2016 and has recently overseen a refresh to the university's facilities. Um, The Beavs opened a 20,000 square foot gymnastics facility and the AD has spearheaded the $153 million completing research stadium project, which is supposed to open this summer. Yeah, so, I, yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I heard nothing about this. Yeah, so he's uh, hospitalized, but supposedly in stable condition. This is as of Sunday. Okay. So, so hopefully, thoughts, we'll, thoughts go hopefully. out to him and his family. Absolutely. At least, least he was uh, around uh, people that could get uh, quick medical attention to him. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I know Fresno's not the first place I'd want him to go to. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. But, Don't like that town. It's a shithole. Yep, let's but talk. Anyway. Well, and people call it like, it's the armpit. I'm like, no. Like, Bakersfield's probably the armpit. Fresno's the butthole. It is the butthole. <laughs> so, man. <laughs> it's the butthole. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit of football news, Beach. Okay. Well, this past Saturday, Oregon State held their quote-unquote spring game. We did? Yeah, it was the spring game on Saturday. As much as a spring game could be, it's more of a glorified practice. They do run some um, scrimmage-type situations, but it's not just a true spring game. Was it, was it Reeser or was it, uh, was it in it, the practice area? It was at Reeser. Uh, I think that's why a lot of people went to kind of get a view of the of the new side over there. It's still not open yet, is it? No, it's not. Um, probably won't be open until July or August, I'm thinking. We're scheduled to get a, a viewing, what, the first week of May? Yes, our, we have a tour for us on May 5th, I believe. 
Yeah, I read the the invitation. It said you're gonna have to sign a waiver and wear a hard hat. So I yeah. kind of assumed we're still in pretty pretty decent amount of construction going yeah, on, active, even though there's some. Yeah, it'll be an active construction zone. Now, uh, I don't think we get to go up to the top, but we'll be able to see like the Beaver Street where all the concessions are and kind of see out from there and that kind of stuff. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully it'll be nice. But yeah, so you and Dad and I are going to that on May 5th. Yeah, we'll see if we can sneak Mom in. Yeah, that's they, right. Crappy. They only allow three people in. Yeah, it was a pretty good scrimmage. Obviously, the running game looks pretty good with Jam Griffin back and Damian Martinez and Deshaun Fenwick all back. So that looks pretty good. But there was a lot of guys out. There was a number of uh, offensive linemen out, defensive guys out. So it's just really hard to get a. For me, it's hard to get a a, a really good feel about how the team's going to look. Yeah, but I, I never feel like they show you all that much during that anyway. No, they don't. They they play it pretty close to the vest. Now, what uh, people did say looked pretty good was our quarterback situation. How does that look? Because we lost who 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 defected. Well, uh, Tristan Jebia actually uh, transferred to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so he he went from OSU to the OSU. Correct. But I, I think that was more a career path for him as he's wanting to start his coaching career after he's done playing. He does have one yeah. more year of eligibility. So I, I think he's looking at is it more of a kind of an extra year of playing and not being a graduate assistant, but kind of being a graduate assistant. Okay. If that makes sense. But um, we have uh, a number of guys in. Obviously, we've got Ben Gilbranson back. Mm-hmm. We've got true freshman Aiden Childs. Okay. And he's only 17 years old. And then we have the transfer from Clemson. I'm going to try and say his name DJ Olaglele. Ukulele? <laughs> it's U I A G A L E L E I. Ukulele. Everyone's just going to call him DJ. I like that. Yeah. I've got to listen to him. Actually, I got to listen to Parker say it a few times and then I'll, cause Parker has pronunciations down. And so I listen to go up and ask, how do you pronounce your name? Exactly. He works on it. So I listened to him and that was like a number of years ago when the beefs had a, a defensive or a defensive lineman, Brian Taliki Hifo. Yeah, and I only got Taliki Hifo down because of listening to, to Parker. So, But I guess the quarterbacks actually looked pretty good. Uh, DJ looked good. People were really impressed with Childs, um, especially only being 17. I guess late in the scrimmage, Childs dropped back and lofted a spiral down the middle of the defense, splitting two defensive backs. And I guess the ball just dropped right over the fingertips of a defender into the receiver's hands at the back of the end zone for a TD. Hmm. Now, when that happened, I, I read an article by uh, sports writer John Canzano, mm-hmm. and uh, he said that, quote, I happened to be standing beside OS, former OSU team captain Jaden Grant on the sideline at the time. Grant was just standing there observing. We saw the pass and looked at each other. You see that, he asked. I nodded. Special, he said. So... Grant, who's been there a long time, just said that kid, you know, basically that kid's looking good, especially for 17. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess he just looked really athletic out there. And uh, Canzano asked Smith later 
after the uh, scrimmage is over, he asked him, will you start the most talented player? But Smith cut him off and said, our starting quarterback will be the guy who gives the team the best chance to win games. So he's not saying no to starting Childs. And I respect that. You know why I respect that? Because that's why Jonathan Smith played. Mm -hmm. Right? He absolutely he played because he was he gave them the best chance to win games. Absolutely. So he wasn't the most athletic, but he gave him the best chance. So it just makes me excited for football season. It does. It does. And let's see here. I'll have to start my countdown soon. I think I'll probably start my countdown online on May 1st. What 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 number is that on May 1st? Um, I don't know. As of. Sunday, as of Sunday when we're recording this, we're at 132. So, 120, probably, right uh, probably 124. About 124, probably. Okay. So, I think that's you, what we're starting. Year has just flown by so far. It's just so crazy. It is cruising. It's hard to believe we're. I mean, we're almost to May, and and uh, and football season's right around the corner. I, I know a little more than three months. Oh, four months. A little more than four months. So, all right, Beach. Baseball. Uh, actually, first up will be softball. Now, the softball team actually didn't play this weekend, but last weekend they were taking on Washington. And they dropped the first two games, but an offensive barrage was used by the Beavs softball team as they upset ninth-ranked Washington 11-1 to on Sunday afternoon last weekend. Frankie Hammond led the Beavs with six runs batted in in a three-for-three three day at the plate, highlighted by a first-inning homer that broke the program record for home home runs in a career. Wow. Yep. How many? Her 53rd home run. Holy crap. Yep. 53rd home run. Ball. What was that? She freaking hammers that ball. Yep, yep. So... Now, uh, the Bees wasted a little time getting the offense started as Hammond ra- launched the record-breaking home run to center after Abby Doer saw four balls go by for the leadoff walk in the home half of the first. Now, Washington got a run back in the third when the Huskies knocked an RBI single to left side, but that was it. Orange State went on to win 11-1. to Now, the Beavs had a bye week uh, this last weekend, Beach. Um, they're 12-25-1 overall, 3-14-1 in the Pac-12, and their next up will be a three-game series at Arizona to end April. So not doing great, but a great win. Correct, correct. And you knock off ninth-ranked team in the country 11-1. to That's pretty good. Yeah, sometimes it's fun just being the spoiler. Exactly. All right, Beach, now we'll go to a little bit of baseball news. Okay. Well, Beach, what started out on Friday night, as a 13 to 11 series opening win over Arizona state on the road turned into a series loss by Sunday afternoon for the beeves. Damn it. Yep. Uh, the beeves went on to drop the Saturday game 11 to seven on a walk off grand slam home run in the ninth. So that's how the, the game on Saturday ended after they were up by quite a bit. Arizona I was State. Say, mom and Dad came over and we watched a movie on uh, last night. 
And dad was saying they were, I mean, it was seven to something. And it was like, oh, they got this one in the bag. Yep. Nope. Arizona State came back to tie it up. And then the 11th had bases loaded, two outs, and cranked a walk-off grand slam. Oh, dang it. Yep. And then on Sunday, Beach, Travis Pizana hit a grand slam and finished three for five, while Brady Casper stole four bases. But Arizona State took the finale of the three-game series 12 to 10. Mason, Gu- yep. Mason Guerrero also hit a first inning three-run home run, and Mikey Kane went deep for the third time in the series. But the Sun Devils again managed to score six in the third and three in the sixth to tie the game at 10 and took the lead for good with two in the seventh. Now, Bazana slammed the fifth by the Beavs, put the Beavs up 10 to six in the fifth. He also doubled, singled, and stole second and third in the first inning. Now, Casper finished the day one for two with three walks and four stolen bases. Oregon State totaled 12 hits off six Arizona State pitchers and drew nine walks. Micah McDowell and Kyle Dernetti each had two hits apiece for OSU, but obviously the Beaver pitching let them down. Big nabbit. So the Beavers are now 12 and are, are now 26 and 13 overall, 11 in the 10 in the Pac-12, and they are will be taking on uh, Grand Canyon on Monday, which will have happened by the time this comes out. Grand Canyon University, they're outside of Phoenix. And next weekend, Beach, they will be taking on Arizona. They'll be taking on Arizona this weekend. Oh, okay. So my next question is, Beach, want a tailgate? tailgate? Do you want a tailgate next Saturday? Dude, next Saturday would actually work really well for me. Three o'clock game? So like a week from yesterday. Yep, three o'clock game. Yeah, I can do that. Um, three o'clock game. What are we cooking? Cheese sticks. Cool. Am I deep frying or not deep frying? You can deep fry, but we'll just use what's okay. in the freezer. And okay. we're gonna it'll be so if anyone wants to come out, we'll be tailgating probably right behind the the uh, batter's eye in center field. So right there in the main parking lot. We'll get out there early. Now, it'll be kind of down and dirty. It will be BYOB. Bring your own beverage. Okay. Because I don't want to deal with alcohol that I'm in charge of out there. Yep. Um, I'll have a cooler if you want to throw some stuff in that, but it's up to you to keep track of what you got. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we'll be doing cheesesteaks and some deep fried stuff and, you know, just a little bit of probably bring some chips out and that kind of stuff. But it'll be pretty down and dirty, mainly just because we want to be out there listening to the game, maybe get into the game and uh, eat some cheesesteaks. That'd be good. So, and, and what I'll figure you'll do, Beach, is you'll meet me down here at the house. We'll load the okay. stuff up in the back of one of our trucks, and we'll just drive down in a truck. Okay, what time are we going to start? Um, well, the game's at 3, so let's, if you get down here by 10. We'll get there by 11? Well, I'll probably get there by 11, 11.30. And we'll just take a couple of tents, pop-up tents, okay. and, and a few chairs. Okay. And, and the griddle, and maybe like one table. Okay. And the deep fryer. Okay. We so no trailer. No trailer. So we have to load the grill the the grill in the. Yeah, we'll load it in back one of the trucks. Okay. Okay. The worst thing to load will be the uh, deep fryer. Yeah, I mean, I guess that works. Oh, you know so. what? I'll, maybe I'll maybe I'll try to drain the deep fryer. Okay. And then we can just reload it. That might work. How's that sound? Okay. Sound good. Sounds perfect. Okay. 
And uh, like I said, then we'll just load up and then go. And like I said, real down and dirty, mainly just because I, I want to cook cheesesteaks and listen to the game. And um, we might be able to get tickets into the game. If not, we can just listen it through the radio and blast it out the big speaker. That's what I'm thinking. We'll bring down the uh, the big the big speaker and plug that in and just go from uh, there. Do we need a TV or is it going to be broadcast? Uh, I don't think we'll need a TV. Okay. Let's we'll listen. We'll listen to Parker. Okay. He's a good one to listen to. Okay. Do you want me to put this on uh, Facebook today? If you want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll post it as soon as we're done recording. Yeah. So anyone out there wants to come? We'll be right down there. Kind of pay it it. around noon. Yeah, noonish. Okay. Noonish, because we'll get stuff fired up and we're just gonna go. Sound good? All right, sounds awesome. Like I said, just kind of down and dirty, not 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 a lot of stuff. So, but uh, down there against against the uh, Wildcats. It'll be fun. All right. Good. Then we'll get at least one tailgate in. Yeah, let's hope the weather's good. Uh, right. That's what part of the reason it's, uh, projected to be like 77 degrees and there's only a 5% chance of rain. Ooh, well, that's good. Yeah. Of course it wasn't supposed to rain, uh, last night at all and it freaking stormed where I'm at. Yeah. We had some good so, rain here too. Yeah. Crazy. But, <sighs> hey, Billy. Yes, Beach. Do that. Do you hear it? Yeah. Okay. You want me to say I do? I do! Hold on. Son of a gun. Oh, jeez. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. On April 11th, Phil Knight met with the U of O admin regarding expectations for the Ducks football team and the plans for the names, images, and likeness rights of the players. In unrelated news, Thousands of dollars were found on I-5 being thrown out of a car window around the Eugene area. <laughs> this has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from Eugene. Just chucking it out, huh? Hear about that? No. <laughs> Seriously. They had to say, people were calling in. This guy was throwing out $100 bills. I did hear window. about that. I did hear about that. $100,000 out of this window. Was he, was he uh, like, mentally there? He cl- well, you know, might have been Phil Knight. We don't know. Because yeah. but, but, he's throwing money out like crazy, too. But uh, anyway, no. The guy supposedly has done incredibly well, and he was just sharing the wealth. And so he was just throwing $100 bills out his window until everybody saw what he was doing, and they were pulling over trying to grab the money. And it caused a traffic jam on I-5, and people called police, and then the police came out, and they they stopped him, told him what, that what he was doing was probably not the best thing, and so he ceased and desist. So they said the cops checked the next morning and couldn't find any money on the ground. Shocking. Imagine that. You're like $200,000. $200,000 and $100 bills. Wow. Crazy. Yep. So, hey, speaking of uh, Phil Knight, though, have you seen that new Air movie? No, I have not. What'd you think? I I freaking enjoyed it. What's kind of crazy, what what I enjoyed most is because of growing up, you know, in that, that early 80s time frame mm-hmm. is, uh, and I think the headquarters for Nike that they, that they showed was actually pretty close to what it was. And, you know, you and I grew up, what, maybe 50 miles from Nike headquarters? Yeah. And so that, that Beaverton area and just... 
what I found really nostalgic and, and I go with my friend Denny and she couldn't appreciate it because she didn't grow up during that time was like the, the graphics and the paint schemes and, and the, the stuff you just saw that, that were really time specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they, they did a great job on that. Um, I thought Ben Affleck did a fantastic job as Phil Knight. Uh, Matt Damon played the, uh, the, the, the exec at Nike who got Jordan. And, you know, it's funny. We think of Nike now as being this, this big, massive conglomerate. And back then, they weren't even, what, number three? Yeah, they were just a little nothing. Yeah, Adidas was beating them. Converse was beating them. And, uh, and I didn't realize one of the, the most interesting things was I didn't realize that, uh, Air Jordans, uh, weren't even legal for NBA because the coloring. Uh huh. So, and, and they, they bet it all on Jordan. Absolutely bet it all on. And, uh, and it paid off, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it could have gone, well, it was really interesting at the very end. They say how. You know, they were fighting to be Adidas and, and Nike or and Converse and stuff. And I didn't even know, but Nike bought up Converse. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. So by, by 2015, they bought Converse out. But it was it was interesting. They I thought they uh, I thought they it was I don't think it got it. it the ticket sales weren't as good as they hope. But I felt it was a great movie. If you get a chance and you, you like a little bit of 80s nostalgia, a little bit of local nostalgia and and uh, a neat uh, kind of marketing basketball story it was it was fantastic yeah one thing i've heard one criticism i've heard of the movie is not that it's bad that it deals but it's mostly about kind of phil knight and jordan's mom uh it's not phil knight it's uh, matt damon's character yeah the the nike mom yeah because uh the the background is don't deal with michael jordan deal with his mom if you want to get to these high school players if they shut you down or their agent shuts you down, get to their moms. Yeah. And if you can to their mom, then you might have a chance. Well, and they, they really diminish Jordan's role in it. His mom was really the negotiator in it. At least after they show, mm-hmm. I don't know if Jordan was involved in that, but you know, you got to think how old was Jordan at the time? 22, 21, yeah, pretty young. Now the, cause the yeah. question is, do they really deal with how his father, I mean, I know there's kind of a, an epilogue at the end. Do they talk about his dad? Um, about his dad being, they, they kind of go into his dad being murdered. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know how much they went into that. Yeah. It was just kind of at the end, they kind of said, you know, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. And, um, and they, they kind of just, they write it out at the end, just kind of explain. But yeah, I think as I mean, it sounds like his mom truly was the shrewd businesswoman in the group. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I'm not sure what his dad was, but I think he was just kind of a, uh, blue collar guy. Yeah. And I think mom was just well-versed on, on values, you know, cause I mean, that's what it was, was, you know, the, and the thing that Nike pitched to him, at least in the movie. And the thing that, that, that drew him was we're looking at you. We're not adding you to our portfolio of three or four other basketball players. You are our basketball player. Yeah. Cause they didn't have anybody at that time. They were desperate to get anybody to wear the shoes. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so, no, it was uh, – and then, like I said, I mean, I don't know about you. I remember Jordans being I, – I never owned a pair of Jordans because I never cared for them. But I just remember everybody having to have Jordans back in the mid-'80s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what, I mean, what were they, $100 shoes at the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like $85 or $95 because I had a pair 
of those first Jordans. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I think you did. I never. I, I had. Care. I didn't like. I don't like high tops. I don't like the way they feel around my ankles. I I only had a couple pair of high tops my whole life, but that was the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I had the there was a there was the white and red version, and there was the black. I had the black and red. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, so it's still amazing after this many years, how um, how the Jordan brand is still so strong. Yeah, well, and it's and it's crazy because it. I mean, they made sneakers a fashion trend. They did. They did. You know, I mean, that's really came from. Well, I mean, that's where it's where it started. Really, was with Jordans. Not only a fashion trend, but an expensive fashion trend. Yeah, uh, they're the ones that that put those things up so darn high, you know. And I still don't understand the whole thing now, where people do like trading of shoes and yeah. investing in shoes. Yeah, that that kind of baffles me. Yeah, me but too. I'm like, dude, they're just shoes, you know. And ten years from now, there'll probably be a better pair of shoes out there. So how do you invest in something that's constantly being improved upon? It's like investing in an old car eventually the audience that finds the nostalgia in them is not going to find the nostalgia in them. I completely so, agree. Yeah. But no, good movie. Good movie. So good. But anyway, so what's next Billy on the agenda? Well, beads, we have no jackass of the week this week because there hasn't been any jackassery going on that I've been able to find. Hmm. So let's move uh, on to our musical interlude. Ooh. So speaking of nostalgia and taking it back to the early 80s, this is from 1984. Off of the album Roll On, this was Alabama's 15th consecutive single um, to hit number one on the country charts. Written by a gentleman named Bob Corman, who also wrote Blind in Love, that was sung by Mill Tillis, I'll Never Be in Love Again, sung by Don Williams, and An American Family by the Oak Ridge Boys. Uh, this here is, uh, actually a great little song by Alabama called fire in the night. So Billy, you can play at your will. Home, pretending not to care. 
I don't think I've ever heard that song. Are you serious? I don't think so. I'm, I'm sure. Hmm. It's because, uh, I mean, I had the roll on cassette tape when I was a kid. Because, you know, I, I don't know if we've ever chatted, but like I was all into country music from probably we both 19. Were. Yeah, from probably 1979 is probably when I was coherent on music to probably 1984. Because it was in 1984 when. Well, 1983, you probably got me into Slade, Mm -hmm. and then 1984, you got me into Van Halen. Mm -hmm. But even with that, I still listen to country music because Dad listened to country music all the time. Yeah, KW KW, 1080 AM, KWJJ. Absolutely, and I love Don Williams. I love the Oak Ridge Boys, Statler Brothers, Alabama, uh, C.W. McCall I love just because of the the trucker music, and – yeah, probably only really changed with Van Halen and probably Michael Jackson too when that came out. You kind of, kind of got dragged into the pop charts because mm-hmm. listen to Michael Jackson in in, those, in that years. So, but anyway, no, uh, that whole album roll on was fantastic. But no, Fire in the Night's a good one. Nice. So, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. good call. 
All right. What else? We got well, Beach, I think that's going to kind of bring us to the end of this show. Oh, that was short and sweet I, and to I, the point. I know. Well, we're kind of running down toward playing out the end of the string here and running down to the end. So, wow. So unless you've got anything to add. I've got nothing other than I'm stoked for a tailgater on Saturday. Yeah. Like I said, it's don't expect a giant tailgater. It's going to be short and sweet and to the point. But, hey, you can come out and have a cheesesteak if you want. Absolutely. I was just I was just going to buy, uh, like, one case of steaks and one case of buns. Well, all I know is as long as I get one, that's all I'm. That's all I care about. Pretty much, me too. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number one ninety-seven of Legal Participation. Remember to send a comment, suggestion, ask a question. HeinerTailgater@gmail.com, at HeinerTailgater on Twitter, HeinerTailgater on Facebook. Remember to listen, subscribe, leave a rating review wherever you listen to podcasts. Beach. I'm looking forward to Saturday. Going to be a great weekend. And the Bees really need to pile up some more wins if they uh, want to make the field the 64th of the tournament. Yes. Well, I think we're going to sweep this weekend. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. They could use it. They'll move them on their way. We'll start with Friday and see where we're at on Saturday. Sounds good. All right. Well, until then, here's a great big Go Bees. How you doing? Doing okay. I didn't have to work today or yesterday at Disney. Oh, geez. Slacker. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I I don't think I work at all this week, which is really crazy. But uh, it's given me a chance to, to work on cleaning up the house and cleaning up the yard. Right on. That's sad. I, I've been looking, and I can't find anything I can make fun of. Hmm. So be like the first week ever where there's no jackass of the week. Uh, no, we've had another one. Did, was there one? Yeah. Was it an off season though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, all right. You ready to do this? Should be a pretty quick, short, sweet show. I like it quick and dirty. Yeah, that's what she said. All right. Yep. <clears throat> Sip of water. Siblings. Siblings. Um, I can't remember what she's at, Beach. God dang it. So now you're going to ask me that, and I didn't write it down. Oh, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I suck. Let's see. Utah or Arizona at home. They take on Arizona? Hmm. Do you remember? I have no idea, Billy. Well, that's no help for me. I can barely remember what the hell I ate yesterday.
All right. You sure you've never heard the song? There's a fire in the night. I don't know. Uh, take a listen to it. I think you'll know it. So. Hold on. Felt a, I was like, I need to do something unique. I'm like, we haven't picked enough country songs this year. So what's a good fire country song? And that can one you, popped up. You, I'm like, can you hear it? On your on your side? Yeah. Oh. I like beer. <laughs> <laughs>